Hey, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, Episode 45. The following is the recitation of Psalm 40, aka Perek or Mizmor Mem. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Lamnatseach le David Mizmor Kavo Kiviti Adonai Vayet Elai Vayishma Shavati Vaya Aleni Mibor Shaon Mitit Hayavain Vayakem Al Sela Raglai Konen Ashurai Vayiten Befi Shir Hadash Tehila Le Elohenu Yeru Rabim Vayirau Vayiv Tehu Badonai Ashrei Hagever Asher Sam Adonai Mivtacho Velo Fana El Rehavim Visate Chazav Rabot Asita Ata Adonai Elohai Nifleotacha Umach Shivotacha Elenu Ain Aroch Elacha Agida Baadabera Atmu Misaper Zevach Umincha Lo Chafatta Oznaim Karita Li Ola Bechata Lo Shaalta Az Amarti Hine Vati Bimgilat Sefer Katuv Alai La Asot Ritsoncha Elohai Chafatti Vitoratcha Vitoch Mei Bisarti Tzedek Pekahal Rav Hine Sifatai Lo Echla Adonai Ata Yadata Tzidkatcha Lo Chisiti Betoch Libi Emunatra Uteshuatra Amarti Lo Chichadti Chastecha Vaamitra Likahal Rav Ata Adonai Lo Tichla Rachamecha Mimeni Chastecha 
و امیتخه تمید یترونی کی اففو علی رعوت اد این میسپر هیسی گونی اوونوتای بلو یخولتی لیرعوت اتمو میسعروت روشی فلیبی ازوانی رتسی ادونای لحتسیلینی ادونای لعزرتی خوشا یووشو و یخ پرو یخد مبکشی نفشی لیس پوتا یسوگو اخور و یکالمو خفیتی رعتی یسومو آل اکف باشتم ها امریم لی هاخ هاخ یاسیسو ویس مخو بخا کل مبکشخا یمرو تمید یگدال ادونای اوهاوی تشواتخا و آنی آنی و افیون ادونای یخشاف لی ازرتی و مفالتی اتا الهای آل تاخر Psalm 40 is thought to be connected to the previous two psalms, as well as the one to follow, and some opinions hold that it is a generalized psalm speaking to the despair that Bnei Israel have gone through and were saved from many times by Hashem. There are some individual psukim that are more well-known in our prayers, and the last few psukim actually repeat themselves again with slight differences in Psalm 70. In last week's episode, we mentioned the concept of it's okay not to be okay. And I think it's important to unpack this a little more because I think it carries into better understanding this psalm. What jumps at me right away in this mizmor is Pasuk Bet, the phrase Kavo Kaviti Hashem. I have hoped and hoped for Hashem. At the end of Psalm 39, we saw a glimmer of hope in David but it didn't quite seem to be in Hashem. It was hope just to gain strength if God turned away the suffering from him. The Tehillah Hashem helps to explain this and says that David sought the inspiration of the hope itself. The, the means meant more to him than the end. And so here he is saying, it is for the ability to hope to Hashem that I truly hope. Right after that phrase, we see, Vayet Eli, and he turned to me, which at first is surprising because at the end of the last psalm, he was asking Hashem to turn away from him, and here it suddenly turned towards me. 
He goes on to explain that he was pulled out of the feeling of being in a pit of rushing water and deep mire, and that Hashem set his feet on a rock and strengthened his steps, all in Pasuk Kimmel. Remember, the strengthening in the last psalm was something he was hoping he would somehow accomplish on his own. Now, at the same time that he feels he has been saved, the psalmist clearly doesn't think he is, quote, out of the woods of suffering, and in fact spends the end of this psalm praying to Hashem to continue to save him since his iniquities are many. But there has been a shift from that dark place we saw David in to this point where it seems like a dimmer switch has been brightened to medium level. So what exactly happened? Well, I think that you, what you actually are capable of wishing on your enemies is very telling. And in Psukim 15 and 16, there are numerous different forms of the same word that David uses regarding those who seek after his soul, that he prays to Hashem requesting that they become shamed. I would venture to say that we have experienced what shame resulting from either internal or external enemies felt like for David HaMelech in the last couple of Psalms. Now, why is it okay to wish shame on your enemies, if anything? Bear with these upcoming longer but worthwhile quotes. Rav Chaim Navon, in his essay on guilt and shame, explains, Judaism attaches great value to the feeling of guilt, the conscience. Guilt feelings can at times impair the emotional health of an individual, but generally speaking, in normal situations, guilt feelings are, the bene- are beneficial and necessary. We believe that the feeling of guilt is not an internalization of the prohibitions imposed upon the individual by society, but rather a fundamental feeling that God gave man, allowing him to feel his sin and make amends. Guilt is not a destructive force, but rather a beneficial one." End quote. Or, in the words of Professor Shalom Rosenberg on the issue, guilt is the key to repentance. Repentance speaks to us from its deepest levels. It may be that we cannot change our actions, but let us not justify or excuse them. Whatever may be, let us not explain our actions. Let us not put to sleep the remnant of self-criticism that has remained with us. Let us recognize the conscience. Let us show respect to guilt. Let us say we are guilty. Let us beat our hearts and at least grieve the fact that we have not reached the level that we should have reached, that we are not as pure as had been expected of us. Let us preserve the guilt and the grief over the guilt. For this sorrow, we shall receive reward." I believe that David understood that with the shame itself comes suffering, a suffering that he could wish on his enemies because through recognizing that it's okay not to be okay, through accepting the dark, deep mire that you may find yourself in, that is where you can also start to find that hope and gain that strength and become a better person. Turning to my recent read again with Dr. Edger's sequel, The Gift, 
she brings in remorse as the appropriate response to a harmful mistake we've made or a wrong we've committed, explaining that it's more akin to grief, whereas guilt and shame can be extremely debilitating since they are a pattern of thought that we choose and get stuck in. So choose the meaning you make because freedom lies in accepting our whole imperfect selves and giving up the need for perfection, end quote. I think an important takeaway is to realize that if your guilt and shame are getting to the point where they are debilitating and hope is lost, then that is the point where it's not okay to not be okay, and seeking help of someone trusted could save lives. However, recognizing that there is a place for shame or feelings of not having gotten the things that we wanted, accepting that they happened, and sitting with them in a safe space is critical. Only then can we move forward by paying attention to what we are reinforcing in our daily self-talk, which will ultimately dictate how we act. In the last psalm, David didn't even pray to God to help him. When you are so deep down in guilt, your internal dialogue is one of, I'm not worthy. But in this psalm, he changes his internal script. As it says in Pasuk Dalid, Vayitain b'fi shir chadash, and he put in my mouth a new song. May we all be able to accept our imperfections, work through them, and come to a healing mindset that propels us forward to continue on our way to be our best selves. The learning and recitation for this week's podcast is in honor of this week's election, May whoever wins, however imperfect they may be in anyone's eyes, be able to bring peace, prosperity, unity, safety, success, and healing to our nation. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nurseNisa1 N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining